You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Hello, good evening, and welcome to this evening service. Um, I hope you've had a wonderful week. We started a lesson on understanding what the temple comprises. We we themed it unveiling the temple. So in our previous episode, we talked about what it means for us to unveil the temple. And then we looked at the foundational principles that goes into the construction of a temple or what it means to actually build a structure that can host spirits. We started our exegesis from the book of Genesis, and we realized that in the book of Genesis chapter 3, after God had created man, what God did was that he created a garden specifically where he put man. And this garden, as we find in the text, especially in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, is that we see that God was able to come into the garden because in 3 verse 8, he says that we heard your voice walking in the garden. And we realize that when man fell, man lost his place. What it means is that the garden was a special place in the sense that God came to visit them. So we see that um, the garden was what we call a sacred ground. The garden typis, typifies the garden typifies what we call a sacred ground. Now, what is a sacred ground? We learned that. A sacred ground is a geographical location that God has claimed as his own. A sacred ground is a geographical location where God has claimed as his own. Now, when God drove man out of the garden, we realized that God still needed to create an avenue of fellowship, a place where he could commune with man because God is spirit and man is flesh. And so what I believe God did was that he taught Adam how to construct an altar. So what it means is that God taught Adam what it means to construct an altar. Now, an altar is another avenue that God provided to man to enable him stay in touch with man for fellowshipping and for communion. Now, what an altar does is that an altar, as we learned, is a gate to divine dimensions, to spirit realms. Um, The other thing that we can say about an altar is that an altar is a sacred channel, which when constructed on a sacred ground will enable a person to invite and invoke a spirit from another dimension. An altar is a sacred channel when constructed on a sacred ground, will enable man to invite and invoke a spirit from another dimension or will enable man to be able to speak to something on the other side of the earth realm. Now, in unveiling the temple, we talked about the five temples that are basically mentioned in the temple. Now, you have to understand that we are using temple in a generic sense. Because when you look at the scripture, you realize that the temple is used to describe specifically the construction of what we call the Temple of Solomon, the Temple of Herod, 
and Ezekiel's temple. There are two others that are not temples technically. They are called tabernacles or tents. Well, that is what we call the tabernacle of Moses and the tabernacle of David. But for the purpose for the purpose of our learning, we are going to choose. Uh, for the purpose of our learning, we are going to choose temple to mean or refer to all these other sacred structures. So we found that there is the tent or the tabernacle of Moses. This is what we see in Exodus chapter 25, especially in verse 9, when God tells Moses to build according to the pattern that he shows him. Verse 8 says that he should build a sanctuary where he can dwell among the people. Now, we also have what we call the tabernacle of David. The tabernacle of David was a tent that David built to host the presence of God in the way of the Ark of Covenant. Then he also organized um, uh, priestly services in terms of um, praising and singing and worshiping God. He arranged what we call the choir. So in the tabernacle or the tent of David, there was singing and the praising and the worship of God 24 hours a day. This story we find in 2 Samuel chapter number 6. Then we have what we call the Temple of Solomon, the Temple of Solomon, Solomon, the Temple of Solomon. We can find the account of the Temple of Solomon in First Kings and also in Second Kings, and we can find the account of the Temple of Solomon in Second Kings and also in um, starting from First Chronicles chapter twenty-eight into Second Chronicles. We are going to uh, chapter one verses one chapter one to chapter chapter seven. You are going to find technically the, uh, the details of the construction of the temple of Solomon there. Then we have what we call the millennial temple. This is what we call Ezekiel's temple. This is found in the book of Ezekiel, chapters forty-two to forty-eight, and this is a temple that has not yet been built. And we are believing that it is a temple that will be built in the season that we believe Christ will be reigning on the earth for a thousand years. Then the final temple is what we call the human temple. The human temple, the human temple is what Jesus referred to when he came in the earth uh, in John's Gospel, chapter 2, specific, specifically in, 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 in verse 19, Jesus says that. I am going to pull down the temple and I'm going to raise it in three days. Um, so he was referring, the Bible, when we read further in verse 20, says that he was referring to the, the temple of his body. So here also, and later on in First First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, and also in First uh, Corinthians, again, chapter 6, verses um, 18 to 20, we are going to find that the Bible refers to the human body as the temple of God. So these are the five temples. And as I said, um, temple, uh, when we are using it um, technically, it only refers to physical constructed buildings, something that has made, up, made out of stones. Um, but then we are using this to refer to all the other structures that were constructed for God. Now, to recap, um, still recapping the last week's teaching, 
we did mention that altars uh, and, and sacrifices was God's bridge to man to interface with the spirit realm. Now, the upgrade of the altar, we said, was the shrine. Uh, a shrine is just an enclosure to keep sacred relics that connect us to deities. So you realize when we talked about Genesis chapter 6, when the sons of God married or took or knew the daughters of men and they gave birth to abomination. Uh, what we said was that if you read the extra biblical test, you're going to find out that um, they taught man um, the, 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 the secret knowledge of the heavens or divine secrets. And it included how to use the material relics in the earth to replicate spiritual experiences. And so shrines are enclosures that we keep sacred relics that connect us to deity. So you could see that when the temple was constructed, they brought in the sacred relics such as the Umim and the Tumim. And they also had what we call um, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Over time, what we found out is that shrines have been used specifically to refer to um, the, the physical structures built for Gentile deities. However, we have to understand that shrines are not only associated with Gentile deities. It also can be used to refer to structures built for God. Now, we did mention that... Um, when you look at the temple or the technology of the temple, when you look at the technology of the temple, you are going to realize that it is not a new phenomenon. You are going to realize when you read ancient texts, such as the, the, the culture of the Mesopotamians, the Canaanites, the Sumerians, and the Phoenicians, you are going to realize that they also had temples. And sometimes you are going to realize that the descriptions of their temples is very much like the descriptions of the temples that was constructed in the biblical or what we call the Christian Judaic um, traditions. You're going to find something very similar. But today, what we want to look at is the purpose of the temple. The purpose of the temple. Um, Temples are structures built for deities to allow them, as we said, to fully express themselves as men bring worship or services to them. Temples are physical structures built to house and to host deities. Why is this construction important? Now, when we are talking about the, the purpose of the temple and the importance of the temple, we have to know that um, our attention, my attention for this teaching is going to be on the architectural standards. Now, remember, in building the, in, in building the foundation to the, or unveiling the temple, one of the things, one of the main ideologies that I do want us to grasp is that one, a temple is a structure built on a sacred ground and that sacred ground also has an altar in it 
and that this, uh, the, the temple is the expanded or the the, the the temple can be referred to as the the wide widened scope of the altar in the sense that it occupies a larger landmass it occupies more space so temples are built to house and to host deities now why is it important it tells us that you cannot construct a temple for a deity without the involvement of the deity and so when we read first chronicles chapter 28 verse 19 we are going to find that david gave a lot of instructions to his son solomon when you read the previous verses you are going to realize that he gave him instruction as to what to use for the building of the temple and in telling him all the in giving him all the information for the building of the temple david tells us that these instructions these measurements these templates he received it from the lord himself from the lord himself it is very important so when you build a temple it must be built according to the specification of the deity and that is why also in exodus chapter 25 verse 9 we realize that god told Moses that you have to build according to the pattern that you saw in the mountain so you cannot just rise and build a temple for a deity you must first be contacted by the deity for him to give you what you need to build him a structure that can host and house him. This is important because when you build according to the specification that you have received from the deity, it will guarantee the creation of what I call pathways to gateways. When you build according to the specification of the deity, it will guarantee the creation of pathways to spiritual gateways the architectural specification also when it when they are met uh will also be able to replicate the environment of the spirit you want to invite i don't want to get ahead of my time of i don't want to get ahead of myself i'm going to take my time i'm going to mention nine things nine reasons why the temple exists nine things um and i pray that by the time that we are done it is going to make sense to you. Now, let's get into the purpose of the temple. Now, we know that the first reason for building a temple is to host and to house God. And when we read First Chronicles and we see the account of David in talking to us about his desire to build a place, he said that he, as a king, has a place to lay his head but the god of israel does not have a place where he can be housed so his intention was to build a place where god could be housed and hosted so the first purpose of the temple is that it, when it is built to host and to house a deity and in this in this sense we are talking about hosting god and as is as i said we can see this um when god tells moses in exodus chapter 25 verse 8 that build a sanctuary so that i can dwell among the people now the the second reason 
the, the okay before i give the second point i want us to i want to say that what i want to say is that it is very important that we keep the standards for the building of the structure because whenever anything is out of place what it means is that it is going to affect the ability of the spirit to stay in the space remember it's about housing and hosting there are two concepts to house and to host hosting involves keeping the deity in the temple or in the structure by doing things that please that please the, the deity or that please god the second reason is that the temple is built to create a space for men to worship the temple is built to create a space for men to worship first chronicles 28 verse 19 tells us so that the temple was going to be built so that men could worship god it is very important um the third reason is that um the third purpose for the temple is to take advantage of the promises the powers the affluence the influence that a spirit offers you see every spirit has abilities every spirit has powers by which they operate and so in building the temple in housing and hosting the temple you are not just housing and hosting the temple uh, hosting the spirit because you like them like that is because they also have something they have to offer that is to say that before a spirit or a deity can uh, possess or allow himself to be replicated in another environment it means that the people there are going to receive something in return and these are what we call the promises the powers the affluence the influence that the spirit has to offer spirits are like salesmen they always bring an offer and when you accept the offer they enter into an agreement with you so in genesis chapter 12 we see that god appears to abram and tells him that leave your father and your mother go to the land i will show you and i will make a great nation out of you when abram responds we see God come to him later on, later on. We see God come to him later on in the journey of time. And what God does is that he enters into a covenant with him in Genesis chapter 15. In Genesis chapter 15, he says that after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. He says that fear not, Abraham, I am your shield and your, your exceeding great reward. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. The ESV says that fear not, Abraham, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. And so you realize that God came with a promise. And Abraham asked, what will you do for me? What will you do for me? And God told him what he would do for him. And the Lord said, it, especially in, in verse 15, he said that he brought Verse 15, verse 5, he said that he brought Abraham outside. He asked him to look into the skies and he said, what can you see? And the promise is that um, look toward the heaven, number the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said, so shall your offspring be. And thereafter, as I said, it's like a, a deity or a spirit is like a seed, but they always come with an offer. When you accept the offer, the Lord says in verse 8 that, bring me um abraham says that how do i know that you will keep your end of the bargain and he enters into a covenant with him in verse 9 reading downwards genesis chapter 15 
So you realize that a spirit is like a salesman. A spirit has powers. He has influence. He has affluence. He has something that the natural man does not possess. The ability to create, the ability to enforce, the ability to compel. They just have abilities. And when we see as men, our desire to increase, expand, we know that we will need the help of these deities. So what we do is that we, we enter, we build them a temple so that they will know that they are deities that we are pledging our allegiance to. The building of the temple in itself signifies the pledging of our allegiance to that deity. So in building a temple for God, what we have done is that we are pledging our allegiance our allegiance to God, to serve Jesus Christ, to submit to the Holy Spirit, and to live according to the tenets and the demands of God. So it is to take advantage of the promises, the powers, the influence, and the affluence that the Spirit has to offer. That is one of the reasons for building the temple. And now, the other reason for building the temple is that it provides us lessons for creating pathways to deities. When you build a temple, it is going to come with instructions, and instructions are going to come or be associated with what we call the temple activities. Now, these temple activities is what is used to create pathways to the gateways to the other realms. So when we build a temple, we are going to learn lessons that the deity is going to come to teach us lessons concerning activities that we can perform to create pathways to be able to enter into gateways. It is very important. I wish I could expand on pathways to gateways, but I believe that next week on Tuesday, we are going to start where we will look critically at pathways to gateways and that is paying attention to the activities in the temple now the fifth reason for building a temple is that it becomes something like a broadcast center or a command center for publishing the ideologies of spirit in order to influence a territory when we read the bible and when god found abraham one of the reasons he gives in genesis chapter 18 is that he could not hide something the reason why he chose abraham is that he knew that abraham would be able to teach his principles and his ideologies to posterity after him um now i want to have i want to find that scripture so that we everything that we do will be according to the scripture so in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, the Lord said that, For I have chosen Abram that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice. I have chosen him that he may command his children. So to build a temple, the temple is supposed to serve as a broadcast center or a command center for publishing the ideologies of the spirit in the territory that you find yourself. So God building a temple requires that the temple will be used to spread his ideologies 
in the territory so that his he will be able to influence the territory now remember no spirit comes into the earth realm to stay in one place anytime a spirit enters into the earth realm it is because he wants to expand his territory of influence and god is not different the sixth reason for building the temple is that temples are built to replicate the environment of the deities that you are invoking and inviting so when we build a temple for god it is so that the temple can have an environment where god can feel at home so that is one reason for building the temple it is the purpose of the temple that we can create an environment that god can come in at any point in time now we realize that when solomon was dedicating the temple in second chronicles he he sees that um the, the fire fell to to consume the sacrifices and the glory of the lord filled the temple now i know that some of these things i'm saying is strange for people but i don't want it to be strange for you in the sense that spirit realms can be replicated in the earth realm if you have the right instruments and the right activities we will talk about that next week the seventh reason or the the seventh purpose for the building of the temple of a temple is is to produce that environment that can help the deity to express their full power that environment that can help the deity to express his full power that is a purpose of a temple to create a place where the power of the deity can be put on display the eighth reason for it or for building a temple or the eighth, the eighth reason for building a temple is to honor the deity that one submits to as i said david said that i live in a house and god does not have a house i want to build a house worthy of a king and so we realize that the bible, bible scholars believe that the materials used in the construction of the temple um the cost of it is in a range over 100 billion dollars the gold the silver the bronze all the artifacts all the instruments all the furniture that was constructed everything is in excess of 100 billion dollars and so a temple is built to honor deities and so for the christian the temple of the christian is built to honor god now the ninth reason is that we build temples to teach man the service of god a temple is constructed to help teach us how to serve god how to serve god now i have said all these things and somebody is asking how does that affect me as a human being now remember in john's gospel chapter 2 i did mention that the temple that one type of the temple which is the ideal temple that god desires is the temple called the body of man or the tent of man god wants to live in man and what does it mean if you look at how careful god was when he was building the temple i want to read some scriptures so that we come to appreciate how careful god was when he was building the temple Now I'm reading going to start reading from 1 Chronicles chapter 
And I'm going to talk about what David said, starting from verse 10. He says that, be careful now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. This is David speaking to Solomon. Verse 11, that David gave Solomon his son the plan of the vestibule of the temple. And its houses, its treasuries, its upper rooms, its inner chambers, and of the room for the mercy seat. And the plan of all that he had in mind for the courts of the house of the Lord, all the surrounding chambers, the treasuries of the house of God, the treasuries for dedicated gift, for the divisions of the priest and the Levite, and all the work of the service in the house of the Lord, for all the vessels for the service in the house of the Lord, the wheat of gold for all golden vessels for each service, the wheat of silver vessels for each service, the wheat of the golden lampstands and their lamps, the wheat of gold for each lampstand and its lamps, the wheat of silver for a lampstand and its lamps, according to the use of each lampstand in the service, the wheat of gold for each table for the showbread and the silver for the tables, and pure gold for the forks, the basins, and the cups, the golden bowls and the wheat of each for the silver bowls and the wheat of each, for the altar of incense made of refined gold and its wheat, also his plan for the golden chariot of the cherubim that spread their wings and covered the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And this he made clear to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. And this, this is verse 19. And this he made clear to me in writing. This is David speaking. All this, all this he made clear to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. All the work to be done according to the plan. According to the plan. Now let's read Second Chronicles. When we start reading Second Chronicles chapter 1, you are going to realize that God appears to Solomon and like a salesman, he cuts a deal. He enters into an agreement with him. That in chapter 2, you are going to see that they prepare to build a temple. And when you read verse 1, he says that now Solomon purposed to build a temple for the name of the Lord, a royal palace for himself. And he assigned 70,000 men to bear burdens, 80 to quarry the hill country, 3,600 to oversee them. And so we see that he goes out and he begins to build. He go and get particular things for the building of the temple. Now remember, all the plans that he is using, he was given by his father to him as he saw as he received by the writing of the hand of God. Mm. And the Bible says in chapter 3, Second Chronicles chapter 3, that Solomon began to build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, the, where the Lord had appeared to David his father. So remember, remember, the temple is constructed on a sacred ground by the raising of an altar. The altar is the one that is going to help for the opening of the gateways and the windows or the doorways and he says that he did it it was constructed in the place in the place where his father bought where his father encountered the angel of the lord and he began to build 
and everything was according to plan. Verse 8, um, I want to read a couple of verses from verse 8, Second Chronicles chapter 3, verse 8. And he made the most holy place its length, corresponding to the breadth of the house, was 20 cubits, and its breadth was 20 cubits. He overlaid it with 600 talents of fine gold. <laughs> fine gold. Then you come to chapter 4, then it talks about the furniture, the furnishings in the in the, the in the temple, the, the tables, the 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 lamps, and all the other things that they use, the shovels, the basins, and it, it goes on. Everything, everything, everything till the dedication of the temple in chapter seven. Now, when you read all these things, you realize that God is very specific. This is also detailed also when we look at um, Exodus 25, Exodus 25. When you read Exodus 25, you realize that God is very detailed. Now, I remember he says that in verse, in, 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 let me start from verse 1, Exodus 25, verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel that they take from me a contribution from every man whose heart moves him. And you shall receive the contribution. And this contribution that you shall receive from them, gold, silver, bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen, goat's hair, tanned ram skin, goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the lamb, spices for the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and stones for certain, for the effort and for the breastplate piece, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst, exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle and all its furniture, so you shall make them. Then, when you continue to read from um, chapter 25, verse 10 to chapter 30, you're going to realize that God was very specific in what should be used to construct the temple. Why am I saying all these things? You have to understand that God is very particular when it comes to construction of a temple. So if your body, which is your life, which houses your life, if this body of ours is his temple, then you have to understand that God put so much thought into making us. Do you know how bones are formed in a mother's womb? For the first planting is just a zygote. How does a zygote grow to be to have bones, to have vessels, to have bones, to have organs, and everything is in its proper place? God is an architect. God is very deliberate. God is very careful. God is very intentional. Everything that he does has a reason. So when God was making you, whether you are tall, whether you are short, whether you are fat, whether you are skinny, whether your eyes are bulgy or not, whether your ears are flat or your ears are standing, whether your ears are big or they are small, whatever demeanor you have, whatever construction you have, you are the temple of God and you have to know that God took his time to put you together. And the construction of your building was very deliberate. To highlight how deliberate it was, I am so moved by what the psalmist says in Psalm 139. And in Psalm 139, David begins to appreciate God the architect, God the intentional builder. And this is what he says. 
You know when I sit down and when I rise up. I'm starting from verse 2. You discern my thoughts from afar. You set out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall behold. Even if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day, for darkness is as light with you, for you formed my inward part. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. Intricately woven in the depth of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. And the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is the sum of them. I would count them, there are more than, they are more than sand. I awake and I am still with you. What am I saying? God thought about you are not an accident. You are carefully planned. It doesn't matter whether you were born out of wedlock. It doesn't matter whether you are born out of uh, fornication or adultery. It doesn't matter whether you are born out of uh, insurance fraud. Whatever reason that man can give as an excuse, you are not an excuse before God. You are a temple. And a temple is planned and constructed. So God planned for you. If God planned for you, you have to know that just as he made provision available for the construction of the temple, because he has planned for you, you have to also understand that provision has been planned for you. What am I saying? What I'm also saying is that because he has made us to invite and invoke him in our lives, he said that we should call to him and he will answer. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, call to me and I'll answer. And I'll show you mighty things you know nothing about. God wants you to, he wants you to invoke him. Invoke him by calling on his name to come into your life. Invite him by calling on his name to come into your life. He wants us, he made us so that we can invite him and invoke him into our lives. The third point, I'm, the, the third application is this. He made us so that we can house and host him. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, and 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. Uh, when we read this text, you're going to realize that the Bible says that we are his temple made so that he can dwell in us. 1 Corinthians 3 says that we are the temple of God so that the Holy Spirit can dwell in us. When we read um, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20, he's going to tell us that we are, he's going to emphasize again that. We are the temple of God. But this time around, what he's saying is that the Holy Spirit is within us. 
we do not belong to ourselves, but we are bought at a price and we must use this body to honor God. You see, we talked about the, the temple is constructed to honor the deity. So God has particularly and carefully put us together so that we can honor him. And how do we honor him? We honor him by living for him, living according to his commandment, according to his statutes, according to his dictates, according to his desires. And, and, and when we live like that, we are able to worship and to honor him in the temple. That, that he, another reason is that God has made us his temple so that we can become a broadcast center, spreading his ideologies through his divine influence and affluence abroad, whether near or far. He wants us to be a center for the spreading of his ideologies, his word, his impact, his salvation. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 says that we are the light. We are the light. And as the light, what God expects of us is that, that we should shine forth so that others can praise our God. So that let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we are supposed to be a place. The Bible says in the book of Acts that they looked at the disciples and they said that these have been with Jesus. Uh, there's a way that God can be communicated if we live as temples. There is a way. The other point I want to make is that God wants us to create an environment where it can be made manifest or revealed. Matthew chapter 18 verse 20. Matthew 18 20 says that for where two or three are gathered in his name, he is in their midst. God wants to be seen. God wants to be manifested. God wants to be showcased. John 15 verse 4 says that if we abide in him, he will abide in us. If we abide in him, he will abide in us. God wants to live in us so that we can showcase him to the world. The last point is that God is reminding us that in the temple, there are services required to keep the temple functional. And so whilst we have been made as his temple, he's telling that, that there, is, there are services that we have to learn. There are services to perform. There are things to do. And when we do these things, he will show us the pathways to the gateways. We learn to serve in the temple. So in Psalm 27, David said, particularly in the verse 4, he says that one thing I have asked the Lord, one thing I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple, the services of the Lord, to learn how to serve God, to learn how to be efficient and effective in our service to God. When we learn these things, beloved, our life will change. Now, next week, I'm going to take my time and talk about the activities of the temple or the purpose of the temple. You have to understand that you are not an accident. You are not a mistake. There is a reason. There is a purpose. You are the way you are. And I'm sure, and I'm sure that if you key into the word, and as we begin to unveil the temple, and as we begin to learn about the temple, its practices, and its systems, I know that God himself will move greatly in your life and teach you amazing things. Beloved, we are made to host and to house God. We are built to create a space where God can be worshipped. 
We are made as his temple to take advantage of his power to have influence and affluence in our world. We are made to find the pathways to eternal gateways that bring eternal positive outcomes. He has made us so that we can become his command center, his broadcast center. That wherever we go, the Bible says that, that wherever we go, when we call upon the name, there will be signs, wonders, and miracles that through us, territories can be domiciled for God. We are built to replicate the environment of heaven in the earth. Matthew chapter 6 says that when you pray, you pray thus, My Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. May this kingdom come. May this kingdom come. We are made to produce an environment that is so comfortable for for God that you'll be able to express the extent of his full power. We are built to bring and to learn how to honor deities and spirits. I pray that you will be able to learn how to honor God in this body. And the temple is made to teach us how to serve God. I don't know what your struggle is. But I know that you are not an accident because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And my prayer is that as we've learned about the temple and its systems, that the hand of the Lord will be mighty, that it will be great, that the hand of the Lord will be strong upon us, that great grace will move in our lives. My prayer is that we will find our sacred ground. My prayer is that we will find our altar. My prayer is that we will find our shrine. My prayer is that we will construct our temple according to the pattern that the Spirit is showing us. And I pray that as we do so, I pray that the hand of the Lord will move mightily upon us. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.